welcome to Impact Across Asia, a thought leadership series exploring responsible and inclusive business practices brought to you by Community Business. This piece was originally published on the Community Business website. Back to basics. Understanding LGBT plus terminology in celebration of Idahot. Written and read by Emily Moss, Adrian Davis and Peter Sargent. To commemorate Idahot, the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia and Biphobia on the 17th of May 2020 and LGBT plus Pride Month in June, Community Business has collated an LGBT plus dictionary to help our supporters and allies understand and use people's correct terminology respectfully and confidently. Self-identification and pride are powerful tools and we want to encourage our community to equip themselves with a vocabulary to celebrate and support each other. Over the next few weeks, we will be sharing a selection of terms related to and describing the LGBT plus community. Some of these might be old friends and well-known, while others may be more recently coined or new to your parlance. The team at Community Business have certainly enjoyed arming ourselves with this robust dictionary and brushing up on our technical knowledge. We built our glossary by referencing the Fenway Institute LGBT Plus Glossary, as well as the University of Massachusetts Amherst Stonewall Center LGBTQIA Plus Terminology Handout. Our campaign is peppered with the rare Hong Kong pink dolphin, unique in color and a symbol of hope for the future. In each graphic, our chosen mascot plays with a ball that incorporates the relevant pride flag so even if the terminology is familiar to you, perhaps you'll learn something new about its visual identity. How one identifies is a personal and evolving concept. Adrian Davis, our LGBT plus program manager, has shared their thoughts on their own evolving identity to give our project some context. And Peter Sargent, our CEO, has commented on why understanding this terminology is important for workplace inclusion. At Community Business, we support all members of the community in their right to discern their sexual and gender identities. As an organisation, we have chosen to encompass the evolving nature of LGBT plus identities with the plus rather than letters that have not yet been solidly agreed upon across borders, cultures and communities. The emergence of new LGBT plus voices and perspectives is exciting and we are keen to support organisations and individuals as they strive to let these flourish internally and grow on their LGBT plus inclusion journey. Adrian's story. There is no right way or time to name and label yourself. In the LGBT plus community, and especially when we were first working towards inclusion and understanding within Western society, the prevailing story was that the majority of us knew that we were different from a young age. We've all heard the story of the young man who wanted to be a cheerleader, or the girl who insisted on cutting her hair and hated wearing dresses. Often, the story goes that it was only in reaching puberty that we realized we were gay or queer, found words to describe our feelings, and began to understand what these terms and identities meant. When I was growing up, LGBT plus representation in the media was rare, and when LGBT plus people were visible, it was often featured in a negative fashion or in small, tantalizing snippets. At the risk of dating myself, the first time I remember seeing a woman-loving woman in media was in TATU's 
all the things she said music video when I was maybe nine or ten years old. Even though this music video made me feel shy and embarrassed to watch in a way that I didn't have the words for yet, I didn't identify that feeling with being queer for at least another five years until a high school friend came out. In my early teen and high school years, I thought I was straight. Then I thought I was gay. Then I was sure I was bisexual. I knew I was a woman until I didn't know anymore. Eventually, I settled on queer for a while, but that didn't quite fit in the way I wanted it to either. Like a sweater that's a few sizes too big and hangs low on your wrists and off your shoulders. You can wear it, but it's not quite right for your body. Identities can seem at times like clothes, or perhaps better like tattoos that adorn your body. They don't fundamentally change you, but they may help explain who you are. When I was at university, a professor told me that nobody can teach you how to be a person. Everyone starts at the same place, and there are certain lessons that you can only learn from experiencing them. No amount of foreknowledge or warning can make them any easier. Now, when asked how I identify, I will often say that I'm a lesbian and leave it at that, even though that's not the whole story. Sometimes I don't want to go into details, or I don't want to feel like a walking dictionary. Calling myself a lesbian acts as a conversational full stop. Prying follow-up questions don't come, regardless of well-meaning curiosity. As a result, many people will assume that this is the only version of me, or that like many well-worn coming-out stories, I must have known from a young age about my attraction to women, and have never strayed far from that, or at the very least, no longer than a brief escapade. This is not the case. I've loved and been attracted to people of many genders, but now that attraction is to women, and I don't really expect that to change. There is danger, however, and limitation found in the prevalence of a single story. The idea that one's gender or sexuality must be fixed, innate, and discovered at puberty or even younger. Today, I say I'm a lesbian when I don't want to explain why queer is more accurate for me than pansexual or bisexual, or to give the correct impression that I'm not particularly interested in men. My gender identity is evolving, but I still most often describe myself as a woman, even though they, them pronouns feel more accurate today. To be honest, I still haven't figured out where I land on that one. But I take pride in my journey, and I'm enjoying the process of uncovering more about myself along the way. For me, identities can help acquaintances understand me a little better. The danger, however, comes when those labels become limiting rather than uplifting. My identities, historical, shifting, and present, are mine alone. I get to decide when, if, and how to describe myself based off my own safety, my comfort with being emotionally vulnerable in a situation, and any number of other factors. And finally, a message from our CEO, Peter Sargent. Language can be an incredibly powerful tool. It gives colourful detail about a person and is often a key to deeper understanding. When it comes to diversity, however, language can sometimes become a barrier to inclusion. Fear of using the wrong word or term can be frightening, leading people to step back and avoid participation in inclusive discussion. There is a fine line between genuine curiosity and respecting people's privacy. At Community Business, we strive to give people the tools to have bold and inclusive conversations, with the baseline information to elevate the discussion and turn conversations into action. We've all spent the last few weeks and months talking to each other differently, from our homes instead of our offices, and through our computer and phone instead of face-to-face. Whether we know it or not, we are using language more and we are using it differently. I suspect we are being a little more thoughtful, intentional, and I hope a little more compassionate and empathetic. While we shouldn't be hung up on labels, 
and we cannot make knowing, understanding and using the correct term, or in the case of LGBT+, the right letter, an entry qualifier to discussion, there is huge value in all of us properly understanding what the right language is and what it means, out of respect for the individual and for people's own difference. If we do nothing else this International Day against homophobia, biphobia and transphobia, then we owe it to ourselves and to those we connect with to understand their preferred language and to recognise and embrace the difference that exists within our own workforce, whether we know it or not. From everyone at Community Business, we wish you all a happy, safe and inclusive International Day against homophobia, biphobia and transphobia. Thank you for listening to Impact Across Asia. To access further editions of this series and to find out more, visit communitybusiness.org.